There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fancy changing job or trying a new career? Data is at the center of everything we do. From providing critical services to the front line to delivering the latest news and entertainment into hands and homes all over the world. All of this is made possible because of the data center industry, one of the world's fastest growing industries. At Host in Ireland, our partners have a wide range of jobs available, from engineers to project managers, electricians to technicians. To find your next job, visit the jobs page at hostinireland.com. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are extremely cool and chill, if I do say so myself. In our new podcast, How Did We Get Weird?, we'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up with some of your favorite comedians, musicians, and other A-list celebrities. Sorry, we're major. Listen to How Did We Get Weird? from Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a story that captivated the nation. Two brothers and their sister are on the run from authorities tonight. Three close-knit siblings known as the Doherty Gang go on a 15-state crime spree evading police for eight days. Police say the trio have a stockpile of weapons and at least one of them has made it clear he's not afraid to die. They're like modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Listen to the Doherty Gang every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Joseph, tell me about the situation that happened in Los Angeles in May. So in mid-May, a wildfire started in a pretty well-off neighborhood in Los Angeles called Pacific Palisades. Of course, residents were worried about what was going to happen. And an app called Citizen was playing its own role. Citizen is a social network crossed with a crime reporting platform that will summarize and transcribe police scanner audio and also take user-generated content. Mm -hmm. And on that day, Citizen was trying to fulfill its role of informing people about this fire, you know, where it was spreading, the size of it. Firefighters and choppers doing aerial acrobatics to douse a fast-moving wildfire. 911 calls about the fire. More than 1,300 acres have burned so far, and there is still no containment. User uploaded videos of the fire. Notifications keep coming throughout the night. People are on edge after a suspected arsonist started the last one. But eventually, citizens' notifications change somewhat from a passive alert system into a much more active manhunt for who Citizen believed was the alleged arsonist who started this fire. So Citizen says they got a tip from a LAPD police officer. Citizen then say this person's name and they broadcast this person's photo. Things escalate even more beyond that. Citizen tells its users very explicitly, we want to find this person that we believe is responsible for this fire. Hmm. The company actually says, we will give you $10,000 if you give us information that leads to the arrest of this person. That doesn't work, (laughs) at least immediately. So they put $20,000 on. 
And it keeps escalating to the point where Citizen is offering $30,000 for the whereabouts or information leading to this person they believe has started the wildfire. Behind all of this was not some sort of official Citizen policy. It was actually the company's CEO, Andrew Frame, a technologist who launched this app. He was the one pushing his team to find this person and ultimately increase the bounty on this person's head. So did anybody actually find this guy? So the LAPD, they do make an arrest eventually. And on the internal Slack messages that we got, you know, citizen employees are saying, yes, this is great. You know, it looks like our guy. It turns out it wasn't. (laughs) It was someone else entirely different Hmm. that the LAPD had eventually arrested. The one that Citizen had been broadcasting all night with their name, their photo, other identifying and biographical details, that wasn't the right guy. A new kind of app can deliver 911 crime and safety alerts right to your phone. The app is called Citizen. They're taking a unique approach to crime. Real-time alerts, pictures, maps, all showing what's happening and where. Anyone can use it to follow breaking news in their neighborhood. It's caused some controversy in other cities that have it. Some accuse it of increasing people's anxiety, and others say it's a form of Big Brother who's always watching. This is Vice News Reports, and I'm Ariel Zimros. And I'm Joseph Cox, a senior staff writer for Loverboard. So, Joseph, this app, Citizen, my understanding is that this is it's essentially like a social network used for reporting crime in local neighborhoods, right? Yeah, I mean, this is essentially a social network for reporting and viewing at least perceived crime. Where did the Citizen app come from to begin with? So it wasn't originally called Citizen. It was more fittingly, perhaps, actually called Vigilante. And the idea was that this app would create, you know, a connected network of concerned citizens around cities or potentially around the United States. Crime would get reported on the app. So if somebody was being attacked, maybe users of the app could find out about that and actually run to their assistance. So their first ad they put out promoting the app, it's almost a vigilante uh, cliché. There's a woman walking to her car in a parking lot in the dark. You can see she's being followed by a man in a black hoodie. She calls the cops, but apparently they're not really getting there in time. Meanwhile, the vigilante HQ, they are listening to this police scanner and they're sending out a push alert. Thankfully, people around the city have the Vigilante app installed. It gives some warning, don't interfere with crime, but it's telling people to go to the scene where this woman is. People are clearly about to interfere with this crime. There's a guy on on a bike bombing it down in New York Street. I mean, this looks like a TV drama. Of course, the the Vigilante's got there in time, and the tagline there is, Can Injustice uh, Survive Transparency? Which is the yeah, which is the pitch of vigilante is that maybe the police won't get there in time, but we can activate this um, community of users. 
if I saw it without the context of knowing what it is, I don't think I would believe it was real. The idea that you could send out these push notifications and people will run and help. But the idea that an app can sort of mobilize these people and everything will turn out okay. I mean, we just know there are too many risks involved in that. Yeah. And also, like, have you been to New York City? That's not how things play out. Like, it's not even remotely realistic. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So when Vigilante launched in 2016, there were immediately a lot of concerns. Obviously, you know, the potential for vigilanteism and people getting hurt. That is why Apple removed Vigilante from the store, because it said that, you know, you're going to be encouraging people to actually get involved with ongoing crimes. And that's why Vigilante rebranded into Citizen to move away from that more active model into a more passive alert system rather than the explicit call to action. So what's the main difference between Citizen and Vigilante? So they tweaked a couple of things and relaunched the next year with a new ad. And frankly, the app is still pretty similar. The main difference is that they aren't always encouraging users to actually get involved. So it works by citizen collecting information from various different sources, and that can include law enforcement, radio traffic. Workers at Citizen will just listen to what the police are saying if it's not encrypted, and they will summarize that and they will push out alerts to their users. Oh, you get it. description yet? Negative. The uh, victim's unconscious. Call for uh, animal care. Citizens' users can also upload their own videos and photos. What the fuck? The vehicle's on fire. Oh my fucking god. Shit is crazy. I heard about 15, 20 shots. Girl, you're on Citizen, me too. I'm on Citizen right now. And users are also able to comment for or react to these incidents on the app we do have a pole fire with you know, their own text, but also emojis as well. Right. So I've actually seen some of this. Um, this is where I admit that I don't have Citizen on my phone, but my wife does. And, you know, we've turned to it sometimes to give us information about what's going on in our neighborhood. You know, if there's a helicopter flying overhead for an hour, which is a real example, we kind of want to know what's going on. At the same time, this app makes us both feel really uncomfortable because it just seems like it could be a really good tool for misinformation, right? If you open up the map, you'll see information about various things that have happened and people comment on it. And sometimes you see them contradicting each other. And it's it's hard because it often feels like it's the only source of local news that we can turn to for like hyper-local events because so many blogs have died. And also at the same time, I don't have any idea if the information on it is correct half the time. And, you know, as somebody who is naturally skeptical of surveillance and is hyper-aware of the policing of people of color... I always wonder, like, is this a tool for good <laughs> or is this a tool for, for bad things? And the truth is, is that I, I don't know. I just feel really uncomfortable. Yes, totally. And I've spoken to people who also get real tangible benefit from this app. But there is a lot more behind the scenes. You know, I, I cover content moderation on social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter, surveillance and privacy. And this is a sort of melding of all of those things Together, I spoke to a lot of sources with knowledge of the company's operations, including former employees and people uh, close to the uh, the founders of Citizen. 
And it's apparent that the intention of the app, and specifically the vision put forward by Andrew Frame, has been for the app to be something more than just, you know, this passive alert system. Let's bring Andrew Frame into this. Andrew, describe Citizen. So first of all, it's, you know, it's not just limited to crime. The way this works, it's a safety app. So it's meant to keep you safe. And that includes everything from crime to fire to information that has been restricted uh, traditionally to a closed public safety system. With Citizen, we have unlocked that information. I think this recent activity shows that maybe the goals of Citizen aren't really all that different from what Vigilante was in the first place, you know, to create this on-demand, appified vigilante force who can come to the aid of whoever it may be. Because we believe that the community and the people have a right to know. And it's not just first responders that should get this information. So what from your reporting has given you the sense that this app is now really driving users towards active participation? So I think we have seen this incrementally while the app has been out in the world. For instance, Citizen shares their successes online in these videos that they call magic moments. Sometimes the press uh, picks up on these and, you know, it gives Citizen the opportunity to show that their app does work, that these interventions do have an impact on society. This is a different kind of Citizen app post. There is one where this woman is looking for her daughter's missing bird. Missing bird update. There are two very good Samaritans in New York City who contacted me through this app to let me know where the bird is. I just got her back here. Another one where a mother and a toddler found an elderly woman on a park bench. And also this incident where five people found and assisted a missing elderly man. The librarians flagged down a cop. I was like, oh, Citizen app, This is we found him on the Citizen app. And then the, the cop just looked at us like, well, what's happening? I mean, I get the appeal, right? These, these examples are actually pretty heartwarming. Right, these are very feel-good stories, but then Citizen takes things to another level, and they introduce this feature called On Air to the app. On Air is basically a live broadcast feature available in a few cities where Citizen employees act as hosts, and it's sort of, you know, a TV cable news show where they will give play-by-plays of what's happening, talking to people on the ground, summarizing information that is coming in. And they use it during these ongoing situations to provide their viewership, essentially, uh, with updates. They also ping when an on-air broadcast is live. So you can tune into it just like you would any other show. So what role does on-air play in in the citizen ecosystem? So on-air is increasingly important because this is the feature that was being used during the manhunt for this suspected arsonist. But it was also crucial to an earlier case that came before that really demonstrated what citizen may be capable of. So in early May, Citizen started an on-air broadcast to its users, asking them to try and help locate a 12-year-old autistic boy who had gone missing in the Bronx. Hello, citizens. We are still searching for Jeremiah, and we're asking for everyone to get involved one more time to help us find Jeremiah Jones, who is a 12-year-old. He's 6'1", and he's been missing since Monday. I actually remember this. Right. He'd been missing for a few days. Nobody really knew where he was. But Citizen came up with a plan. 
This has been Citizen on Air. Keep your keep your eyes peeled for Jeremiah. We're going to bring him home, all right? They were going to find Jeremiah and reunite him with his family live on air on the Citizen app. Just Again. before we went live, Chris believes that Jeremiah might be in this target right now. And to their credit, in a way, that's exactly what they did. That's him. That's him. That's him. It yep. might be. He is him. Okay. For everyone that's joining right now in New York, uh, we, we just notified uh, a huge radius and we want to let everybody know that we just found Jeremiah in uh, Target. So, wait, so this actually worked? Users of the app were able to find him? Well, not exactly. Citizen tried to play it off as two random Citizen app users who found Jeremiah eventually and reunited him with his family. But this was actually, we found in our investigation, two employees who were part of a secret street team allegedly meant to encourage other civilians to intervene. We're going to reunite him with his family. His family is very excited. They're happy. Um, his sisters are happy. They're on the phone right now. They do not wear Citizen-branded clothing. They don't tell people that they work for Citizen. But when they're being broadcast, they pretend, essentially, that they are just ordinary Citizen users going about using the app. So here you go. That's what you're seeing right now. Jeremiah has been found, and that's him being reunited with his family right now. Now, some Citizen users did actually contribute information to where this boy may have been, but the people on the ground who actually took Jeremiah into a car, drove off back to his family, they they were employees and they didn't represent themselves as such. So basically, Citizen's employees found this missing boy live on their app and they were then able to use this event for this one family in the Bronx to advertise their app like is that what's happening here yeah and people I spoke to who with knowledge of citizens operations they frame this essentially as a way to increase engagement so for citizen this was the culmination of what they think is the potential of the app citizens banding together to help each other and now with on air the app can perhaps inspire people to do it streaming these rescue missions in real time it has this cinematic or reality tv emotion to it In that rescue of Jeremiah, you can see the seeds being planted of what's going to happen just a short while later with the manhunt in Los Angeles for this person who was allegedly the arsonist. Citizen had been successful at finding a lost bird. You know, it had located the lost elderly, it reunited the missing team with his family live on air. But now the CEO was going to use Citizen to try and catch a bad guy. That's after the break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Remember when we thought tech would save the world? Now we fear it may bring about the end times. But we don't have to live in the futures we see in Terminator, Black Mirror, or Westworld. We can choose a different path, where instead of being used by tech, we use tech to bolster our individual participation, to strengthen our relationships, to help us flex our collective power. So season three of How to Citizen with Baratunde, it's all about tech. Launching October 14th, we will bring you the people building things with technology that go beyond just revenue and user growth. They empower us to citizen. Listen to How to Citizen with Baratunde on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. There's so much going on in Latin America. In Colombia, demonstrations against proposed tax reforms have turned into countrywide protests. It can be confusing. Health authorities across Latin America are battling a rise in coronavirus infections. That's where El Hilo, a Spanish-language podcast from Radio Ambulante Studios and Vice News, comes in. Cuando un edificio se cae, no perdona. Cuando tú vives en una dictadura, ¿qué opciones tienes si eres oposición? O la cárcel o el exilio. Listen to El Hilo every Friday. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Okay, so Citizen launched about four years ago, and for the most part, it's just this updating feed that has anything from a cat being stuck in a tree to shots fired on a nearby street. But then it changed, and it became a lot more active, like that fire that we mentioned at the top of the episode that happened in May that then turned into this whole manhunt. And Joseph, from what I understand, you then found out a lot about what was going on internally at Citizen during that manhunt. So... We got Slack messages leaked to us from inside the company from the night of the actual fire. So while this was going on, we could see what Citizen and its employees were talking about. So Citizen had got this tip that the wildfire was allegedly started by a particular person, a man who was experiencing homelessness in Los Angeles at the time. And they posted his photos and various other biographical details. Um, but from the internal communications we got, this wasn't just, you know, a chance to help the community. In the eyes of the CEO, Andrew Frame, this was actually a major opportunity to increase citizens' user base, to increase its engagement, to increase its relevance. He's communicating with his colleagues that he wants to catch the arsonist, ideally on this on-air live stream with thousands of people watching. Join the live broadcast as we search for an arsonist responsible for a 100-acre fire in the Pacific Palisades. So eventually on the Friday night, the fire department responds and they're able to put out the fire. But really, it's shortly after that citizens' work really starts. By the next night on Saturday, Frame learns that the fire is being reignited and spreading fast. And he then takes to the internal Slack to post a message saying, Open to ideas. 
but I am almost ready to offer a $10,000 reward personally for catching this guy. How do we put our safety network to work to get this guy? Shortly after, he then says this is a test. This is a test and demonstration for how Citizen will be going forward. Active safety. This is all happening at a breakneck speed. Some of the employees, you know, are clearly confused about what is happening. Some are definitely getting uh, swept up in the moment. Some screaming money, money, money when they're telling the person who's on the broadcast what to say. And some of the employees are clearly kind of confused when a suggestion to actually put a bounty on a person. This is not something Citizen has done before. So Frame actually tells them in the Slack. Yes, the intention of the on-air is to inform and catch the bad guy. This guy will not get away. This guy will not get away. This is a test. If this works, we will apply this to many incidents. Okay, let's start hammering notifications. This was a pivotal moment for Citizen and clearly for Frame, where it's, uh, it's a moment where the true colors of what he actually wants his app to be are coming out. Can't wait for this on-air. Can't wait even more for this scumbag to get caught by us. And it's kind of the original idea of the whole thing. Like, this is very much a, like, return to basics with Vigilante. Yeah, and uh, at one point, an employee actually flags that they are breaching their own terms of service, which says we won't publish, you know, personal information about people. And Frame later says, I believe in an all-hands meeting of some notes we obtained, that he knew that and he overrode those because this was an opportunity uh, for Citizen. By midnight. We hate this guy. Get him. So later in the evening, Citizen Street team, you know, the people on the ground, they, they come across a photo of the suspect that was apparently confirmed by a law enforcement official. And immediately, uh, the CEO tells them to put it in the notification with the 10K reward. Breaking news. This guy is the devil. Get him. There's a real sense of urgency to it. Let's go and find this SOB. This guy definitely hangs out with people who would love to have 10K. Find this fuck. Oh my god. Users keep sending in uh, their tips and more information as well. And it's at this point that Frame doubles uh, the bounty amount to a now $20,000 reward. We are now offering a $20,000 reward for any information directly leading to his arrest. Tap to join the live search. Later on, Citizen sent out its second on-air notification. Basically, you know, a little pop-up on your phone saying, you can watch the broadcast right here if, if you tap on your phone. Do we know how many people were watching? These sorts of notifications were going out to, you know, around 800,000 people in LA. This was not a localized uh, push alert, at least when they pushed out to the entire uh, region of LA. But at one point, you know, 40,000 people are actually watching it with this guy's name, with this guy's photo. And Frame keeps going. Find this guy. Keep pushing on finding this guy. It's not just enough to broadcast this guy's photo. He's saying, first name, what is it? Publish all of the info. Seriously changing the world. This has never happened. Ever. So keep pushing. Let's find this SOB. Midnight is approaching. For this entire night, Frame has been riling up his staff to get more information out to catch this bad guy. Frame just gets increasingly agitated and seemingly pissed off that Citizen has not been able to find this guy. Closing on him 30k. So Citizen escalates one more time. Let's get him. No escape. 
Let's increase to 30k. Notify all of LA Blast, all of LA. And Citizen is pushing out these notifications to these hundreds of thousands of people across Los Angeles. We are now offering a $30,000 reward for any information directly leading to his arrest tonight. Tap to join the live search. So all the while, this on-air broadcast is still going. We should catch a new bad guy every day. He says we should catch a new bad guy every day in these Slack chats. And he wants this suspect to feel like Citizen is closing in all around them. Hmm. Um, Citizen's street team is actually at the site of the fire, bugging the firefighters apparently, and they eventually get told to leave. After the fact, I actually was sent a photo of the street team, and it seems at that time they were wearing branded clothing. You know, there was a baseball cap and it had the little Citizen logo on it, so maybe they learned from the Jeremiah case that you shouldn't be running essentially undercover uh, when you're out and about. But they were still out there trying to gather information. So, and then comes the news. That suspect has been arrested, arrested yesterday afternoon. But it's, it's not the person that Citizen has been hunting for this entire day. They also want to ask the community not to jump to conclusions, posting pictures on social media, let the investigators do their job. The first person they questioned turned out not to be connected to the fire. The second arson suspect, though, was arrested. It, it wasn't the right guy after all of this. Well, that sounds like a disaster. They basically spent all this time trying to find the wrong guy, led him to being detained, and totally doxed him. So what does Frame have to say about that? So Frame reacts to learning this wasn't actually the right guy by calling it a fury of passion, according to notes taken from an all-hands meeting that we later obtained. That doesn't really sound like much of an apology. I mean, it's, it's really not. Even though the bounty backfired, the notes that we got sort of spun this event as a learning opportunity. Yes, Citizen took a risk. It could develop from it. But it didn't explicitly sound like much of an apology for putting a bounty on the wrong person's head. You know, this could be a great chance for Citizen to really morph into this crime-fighting tool that Frame still seemingly wants it to be. From what you found, it seems clear that the app is now in its full expression, that it's actually intended for citizens to intervene and stop, try and stop crime themselves. Yeah, yes. And for the CEO, Andrew Frame, this is a win, right? For him, this is a proof of concept. This is still a good thing for citizen because it shows that this approach could work. Right. And it sort of comes back to this idea of citizens simultaneously trying to be a public service, you know, distributing information and also being, at the end of the day, a tech startup, you know, and they're going to try to push barriers. They're going to try to push um, the envelope of what the app could be capable of. And that would be the case, you know, Facebook putting growth before anything else. In this case, it's citizen putting a bounty on the wrong person's head just to see if that sticks. But the bigger picture, uh, both with the the bounty and the the constant uh, push notifications, how I've come to understand Citizen is what uh, a former Citizen employee told me. The app can't make money unless it makes its users believe there are constant, urgent threats around them at all times. And if it can sell you this idea of fear, this constant anxiety, 
then it can also sell you protection. Right. It does seem like part of the business model for this app is fear-driven, right? That as users are seeing these alerts about issues going on in their neighborhood, it might raise their overall concern about their safety. And the app can be used to alleviate that fear. Citizen does offer a paid product. It's a free app, but for $20 a month, you can buy Citizen Protect. And this gives users the chance to have a citizen employee sort of on call who can follow their physical location. If something goes wrong, the employee will call 911 on their behalf and they basically frame it as a digital bodyguard. And of course, if you think that you're under threat with this constant bombardment of messages, maybe you'll actually pay for this product as well. Um, I mean, System for its part kind of said it was actually the opposite in a statement to us. They argue that they hyper-target these notifications so users only see relevant real-time information with their immediate surroundings and that they are trying to increase the reach of these feel-good stories or information. I think any citizen user would probably dispute that, <laughs> that you know, uh, and you've used it yourself, so you may actually be able to see the constant bombardment of notifications, you know. I mean, so I actually think that my wife has turned off the notifications, uh, probably for exactly this reason, right? I've totally experienced the anxiety of looking within the app, the paranoia that creeps up, that that worry, that constant worry. And, you know, the way I counteract it is I just go outside, I take a walk in my neighborhood, and then I remember that this place is lovely and my neighbors are amazing and I'm very happy here, right? Citizens' business model seems to be capitalizing on, I think, structural fears in American society. And if you have money, then you might want to buy what Citizen wants to sell you in order to keep yourself safe. Right. And Citizen is seemingly capitalizing on that by actually going one step further beyond this Protect product. So a while ago, we obtained leaked documents about how Citizen has been trialing an on-demand private security force in Los Angeles. Um, People on Twitter saw a citizen-branded vehicle driving around the city, Uh, you know, all black, tinted windows, and the citizen logo on the side. And I asked the company at the time, why are you driving this vehicle around? I I thought you were a passive app. Uh, They actually declined to comment at first. But then when we got the documents, it was clear that Citizen was partnering with a company called Los Angeles Professional Security. This is the LAPS. We know that you are inside. Step out now with your hands in the air. These are a private security force, you know, that corporations, businesses or individuals may hire to protect their assets or maybe conduct investigations on their behalf. We are indeed a law enforcement-based subscription service. The idea, according to the documents we got, is that you could call Citizen, you know, via the app. They would send this car to your location and then... Pretty much anything you would call law enforcement for, you can call us for. I, I have no idea what people would actually use it for or what it would be mandated for, but there is certainly... Um, questions that would be asked about why is an app moving from this sort of passive system into a really kinetic physical presence in people's communities and cities. Right. I got to say, it doesn't make me feel safer to think of private security companies who have even less accountability than police officers responding to what people think might be a crime or just even just any random disturbance in their neighborhood, right? Right. And, and I mean, Los Angeles professional security specifically, the, the one of the 
companies that um, Citizen was trialing with, the CEO of that company in one YouTube video we found, he complains that he can't just go and arrest people and take them to jail for the police. Why can't we just take them to jail? He laments that in this YouTube clip and says it should be outsourced to him. Why can't we do that? Why can't we take them to jail? Obviously, private security can't just go around arresting people. You know, that's obviously going to break uh, constitutional rights of individuals everywhere in the country. The crime tracking app, Citizen says it is scrapping plans to develop its own private police force. Citizen did come out and say that the trial period with Los Angeles professional security has ended. Citizen did not explain why it's scrapping its police force plans, but the app has encountered both popular support as well as its fair share of criticism. They said it was a 30-day trial period. Um, I don't know whether that's the case or not, but that's what they said. But the other documents we got said that Citizen was also trialing with Securitas, which is a very well-known private security firm, and it's actually the parent company of the infamous Pinkerton agency, you know, the union-busting hmm. private investigators. We don't know if that trial is still ongoing uh, or not. All right. It just really seems like letting people pay for their own security in this way, through this app, through this particular company, it just seems like it could lead to profiling or, or worse. Totally. I mean, you have the police who can't always be held accountable, clearly. We've seen that many times. But there are at least some mechanisms to do that, especially when it comes around transparency, right? Mm -hmm. You can get the body cam footage. You may be able to get a police report. When that element is privatized, when you have people just calling private security, we may not have the archival record of what actually happened when a private security force may turn up and beat someone up, you know? There are trade-offs, obviously, with both forms of policing. And maybe it turns out that people do want to outsource some mechanism of policing to a private company or, or an app. But that's a conversation. You know, that is not something that should just be uh, launched by a tech startup. So Joseph, what do you take away from all of this? Citizens repeated attempts to turn themselves into a network of vigilantes. I mean, I think this shows that Citizen is not content with just being a passive alert system. It wants to be physically in the world generating impact, you know, and that can be somewhat positive, although complicated, with the reuniting of a boy uh, with his family, or it can obviously lead to pretty negative things like putting the bounty on somebody's head. Citizen is going to keep trying to push these boundaries because it is ultimately a business. It is trying to monetize its user base and it has to do that in some way. And my understanding is that it's not doing that particularly effectively right now. So they're going to keep trying to push the envelope, try new things, see what sticks to the wall. I think they're going to keep trying to see what um, society accepts them doing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let SuperValue Online Shopping save you time and money. Order your weekly shop online, then collect at the store at a time that suits you. Or we'll deliver your shopping to your door. Shop online today at supervalue.ie. River Cafe Table 4 is a brand new podcast with me, Ruthie Rogers, the founder and chef of the River Cafe in London. River Cafe Table 4 takes us on a food journey around the world with friends like Paul McCartney. John Lennon and I hitchhiked to Paris and we thought, oh, we've got to have a wine experience. We're in France. And we took a sip and thought, that is terrible. It's like vinegar. So join us at River Cafe Table 4 to hear this brand new podcast all about their memories, their travels, and the food they turn to for comfort. Listen to River Cafe Table 4 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to get back to being in my community group. I want to continue having a soccer season. So I can throw parties again. (laughs) So I can go to her parties. (laughs) It'd really be nice to dine in instead of getting delivery for a change. So I can feel safe and protected for myself and my students. We each have our own reason for why we're getting vaccinated against COVID-19. What will yours be? Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for information on the COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This episode was reported by Joseph Cox and Jason Kebler from Vice's Motherboard. Vice News Reports is produced by Jesse Alejandro Cuttrell, Sophie Cazes, Jen Kinney, Janice Yamoka, Julia Nutter, and Sarah Cavedo. Our senior producers are Ashley Cleek and Adiza Egan. Our associate producers are Sam Egan and Adriana Rodriguez. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Pran Bandy, and Kyle Murdoch. Our executive producer and VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is senior production manager for Vice Audio. Production coordination by Steph Brown. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. From iHeart executive producer Nikki Etor and Lindsay Hoffman. I'm Ahyed Zemras. I know podcast hosts say this all the time, but please take the time to rate and review this podcast. It really does help other people find the show. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week. Potential. It lives in all of us. It lives in tomorrow, the day after, and years to come. We realize it by planning for the best instead of preparing for the worst. At AIB, we want to help you see the potential in yourself, your future, and your money. Which is why we offer our customers the opportunity to plan for what matters most with our team of financial advisors. Your future is full of potential, and AIB can help you get there. Visit aib.ie forward slash financial planning or call us today to find out how we can help. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are extremely cool and chill, if I do say so myself. In our new podcast, How Did We Get Weird?, we'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up with some of your favorite comedians, musicians, and other A list celebrities. Sorry, we're major. Listen to How Did We Get Weird from Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.